Welcome to another podcast, guys. We're going to be talking about why do Asians out on white? And does uh, white privilege cease to exist when it comes to, you know, hourly earnings when you compare Asians and whites? Um, so I have the lovely Jamina joining me <laughs> Hi to, guys, to distill my thoughts to make me more, uh, I guess, relevant to the crowd, to keep <laughs> me... Uh, more in touch with the millennials and stuff. Or the was it the Gen Zs? Gen oh, Gen Z. I'm Gen Z. Okay. 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 Are you still a millennial? Uh, millennial or? I'm not a millennial. No. Oh, 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 okay. I'm oh. younger than that. Oh. That's my flex right now. Oh, amazing, <laughs> amazing. I'm a I'm a millennial, so I'm a part of the old uh, cookie crowd now. Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna be gi- diving right into this. So this is what basically inspired the video. So there's a lot of these graphs saying, oh man, you know, white people are. It's so, so, so well off in society because they are the majority of uh, recipients of welfare. That's why they can get ahead, right? They want to tell you that, oh my goodness, communism is pushing them forward. You know, socialism is, is giving them a leg up on everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So while um, white people might be the largest, you know, recipients of, of, of welfare by a dollar standpoint, you've got to look at a percentage of population, right? And, you know, what benefits they're actually taking out of the government, right? So you've got to divide that relative to the population. So if 75% of um, uh, the people of America are white, you know, if they're white by race, you need to divide that amount <laughs> proportion to their race, and they haven't done this, which is why the disparity looks insane. So when people present you with these uh, kind of graphs and figures and charts, you got to look at it analytically, right? And you got to factor out every single variable. One would be you know, relative to the population of that race, right, which hasn't been done yet. And even uh, if you're looking at something like this, I can, I can go the opposite way, right? I can claim, oh, man, look at Asians and look at Indians. They are, you know, receiving so little uh, welfare relative to whites and blacks, right? We're in the, you know, around the 35 to 37% of this uh, AFDC benefit, right? Uh, but you basically have to factor in that the population of Asians and Indians is relatively low, right? They only make up two, four percent of the population, something like that. So relative to that is what their uh, actual welfare rate would be. Does that make sense, Jamina? Yeah. Okay. So moving on, here is a graph. I know it's super pixelated. I got this from a site that was not the best quality. <laughs> but anyway, what it basically shows you is, is uh, like if you average out, you know, Asians and you know, white non-Hispanics, they're at about 0.7, you know. Uh, underrepresented in um, in poverty, but if you look at the age group of 15 to 64, they're a bit lower in poverty uh, when it comes to whites, right? I would like to speculate that that's because they take uh, less welfare uh, and less socialism and they're less communist in that sense, but I don't really have the grasp of that right now, so I'm not going to talk about that. So moving on, you can see that um, Indian Americans and a lot of Asian populations um, out-earn white people when it comes to a median household income by race, right? This is a 2019 survey. Um, and people like to think of that as, you know, there's a, a component of, oh man, they go into more skilled fields, they go into a lot of uh, careers and goals that um, basically pay them a lot more. But as we saw earlier, you know, the level of poverty is relatively the same. So Jamina, what do you think? Like, why do you think... Um, Asians have such a huge disparity because if we compare them again, like I did in our last podcast, to uh, white people, um, specifically English Americans, you know, it's almost twice as much money being earned in an Indian American household than 
an English American's household. What do you think that is? Yeah, so for me, it will be the culture more mm-hmm. than anything. Um, people is what they're raised with, right? Mm-hmm. And to be honest, there's a huge difference when you're raised by both parents mm-hmm. and the family and people that actually push you to be better. Yeah, so I would and suspect principle, the divorce um, rate's the a lot lower in mm-hmm. Asian households, right? And what actually matters, right? Mm-hmm. And I also say something... Um, yeah, but yeah, I'll focus on that, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's going to get confusing, yeah. So one of the other reasons why Asians have such a huge advantage is that, you know, Asian women tend to get married, right? Um, a lot more than white women, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or any other race for that matter, right? If you factor in that they're also not cohabiting as much and they're getting married more, that's a, that's a huge advantage they have over, you know, a, a white couple in the same uh, income rate. Uh, Earning bracket, let's just say. practically what they're doing in their 20s. <laughs> exactly. So basically what they're doing in their 20s is really impacting what their household will earn in the future, right? Mm-hmm. So if, you know, whites are mostly cohabiting in their 20s while Asians are mostly getting married, that's a huge advantage, right? And that compounds over years, right? Because single people can no longer beat inflation. This is in the 1950s where single income can get you two boats, a house, you know, vacations, right? Can You, know, you can basically leave your wife at home, right? You need two incomes just to, to make, you know, your your bill payments, right? And you don't have mm-hmm. a lot left over because there's so much inflation. The dollar's lost so much value. There's so much more welfare and communism going on, which uh, deflates, uh, I mean, inflates 50, the, the dollar. 50, 60, 70% of your money taken out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the dollar has a lot less value right now. So you're going to need marriage more than ever. But people are getting married, I guess, uh, relatively less than they ever have been. When I was uh, a few years ago, it was 50, 50%, right? And it was really crazy. It was like, oh, that means that one out of two people is not getting married, mm-hmm. right? And divorce rates also were like 50% as well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there was this interview to um, mostly Americans. Mm-hmm. So I was You can see was, for blacks, it's above mm-hmm. 60 and for white women as well. As I, was, I think it's close to like 50%, right? Uh-huh. So in the interview, it was like, I would say it was always American, so I would say probably white and black mm-hmm. um, women's in their twenties, and they will say like sixty-five percent said they don't want it to get married. Mm-hmm. And the interview went up to thirty-five years old women. So yeah, they actually do what they are thinking. They don't mm-hmm. want to get married. Yeah, and that's one of the biggest reasons why you don't see white people as 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 families succeeding as much because mm-hmm. they need that extra income. You know. The majority of the population isn't earning crazy amounts of money, right? You, the, the average person that can support a family is in the top, you know, 9%, you know, of, of earnings when it comes to men and the top 4% of earnings when it comes to women, right? That isn't for everybody and the majority of them are older, right? They, they achieve that amount of money in their 40s most of mm-hmm. the time, right? So a guy in the 20s and 30s is not going to be able to support a family or push himself into a position where you can get a house, right? You, you most probably need two incomes to qualify for a loan for a house or to start real estate investing or to start a business, you need a partner, right? Uh, and a lot of the times, if it's your wife, they can really propel you forward. Right? And the stronger that the family is, um, this is, you have to be very careful what I'm saying because many people come from nice family, but they didn't receive help. Mm-hmm. Um, like we didn't receive help from our parents or something like that, for example, right? 
um, to build something you can build on your own. Most people that is very rich is first generation rich. Yeah, like eighty percent of people, mm -hmm. right? Of the millionaires, you see a first generation rich. For you sure, you can but find that in the book, The Millionaire Next Door, mm -hmm. if you're interested. But we got that statistic. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't change the fact that when you have family, is completely different than when mm -hmm. you are on your own yeah. as one person on your own. When you have an spouse, when you have someone to yeah. ask an advice. You know, kids to, might get a car. Oh. You know, they might get a driver's license early out in life. They might get a job at a family business. There's so many different benefits. Fits, and right? the best thing is knowledge like um like people that's how they grow things right mm -hmm. like all the people that rule the world it's always family that you keep yeah. passing their it's knowledge. a kingdom and empire is very rarely just a single man or mm -hmm. woman right it happens but it's very rare yeah that's what i'm saying it doesn't mean that you necessarily have to inherit or get something from your parents sometimes people lose mm -hmm. what they have or many things happen but when you have the structure of a family, a it's nuclear family, yeah, uh -huh, yeah. It's com it makes a difference, and that is not something relative or thought in white people, for example, mm -hmm. or in black families. It's all the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's rebellion. They mm -hmm. love to rebel to government and to families, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, uh, people would like to tell you, "Oh man, you need to cohabit a lot. You need to, you know, figure life out. You need to test as no, many partners you, as it's possible." Liberty. Yeah, it's liberty. It's liberty. But it's not. Freedom. It's actually <laughs> trapping you in a cycle of poverty. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Most of y'all are not going to make it to the, you know, six-figure mark, right? That's just, you know, statistically impossible. Everyone likes to think they're an exception to the rule, but, you know, nine times out of ten or, you know, even even higher than that, I would think, uh, I think 18 times out of 20 or 19 times out of 20, you're, you're not going to end up in a position where you can support yourself financially and basically have a, a lifestyle where you don't have a lot of debt, where you can pay your bills on time, you know, where you don't have uh, debt collectors knocking on your door and calling you. I would right? say all of that being ethical. Yeah, about being ethical. Because you want to get certain ways to do things. Yeah, obviously but I'm yeah. talking about ethical. I'm yeah, talking yeah. to most people, mm -hmm. even if you're, you know, drug dealing and doing things illegal, it's very rare that you don't get caught, right? You can't no, live a life. No, I was thinking about um, mm -hmm. people that sell their reputation out there in the internet. No, even people who sell their reputation, <laughs> yeah. how long can they do it? Mm -hmm. you got to be, you're selling youth, basically. Mm -hmm. When you come around your, I mean, your 30s, your... Your, your late 30s, your 40s, you know, you're really maxing out on that lifestyle mm -hmm. and it's going to go, right? And if you're in that kind of space, you're not really thinking about investing and building something long term. Mm -hmm. You're very alone and most of your partners don't want to marry you. So you really end up in a very similar situation. Always, obviously, there's uh, exceptions to this rule, but in general, people mm -hmm. who live that kind of lifestyle don't end up moving ahead in life. For sure. Yeah.